Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up on this Tuesday edition, we are going to take a look back at Monday Night Football. It was the conclusion of Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL, and it was not a good look for the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to give our props to the L.A. Rams, but the Cardinals is the greater discussion. And what does the organization do moving forward? Speaking of what organizations do moving forward, apparently the Raiders are going to be moving forward without Mike Mayock. We will discuss. We're also going to have a conversation about one player that did not look quite right in the playoff round to open up the NFL's postseason. We're going to discuss the Dallas Cowboys issues. Mike McCarthy, apparently his job is safe. We're going to take a look ahead to a couple of matchups already this weekend in the NFL divisional round. We've got the return of the BQ News and all of it is yours. Coming up next here, two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio on a Tuesday. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, man. Grooving. Yeah. 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 Two pros yeah. and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington. Brady Quinn. Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Does uh, he you say can... that when I'm not here? Yeah. Come on, man. Consistency. Yeah. yeah. So that plays. We are consistent. Grooving. Yeah. Grooving. No, he doesn't. No, that was new. Yeah. What do you yeah. mean? That was definitely that I, was definitely new, Jonas. Grooving was now, new. Are you are you saying that I am sort of mocking Brady's musical choice for the intro of this show? Like, is that are are, are you alluding um, to that by any chance? No, that's oh. not that's not what I was doing. Oh. I was just confirming what what Brady brought up. All right. That's all. Okay, listen, I, that's know, all I, just, I was doing. Okay. Gro- grooving. I mean, if you were taking a shot at him and you just <laughs> let him know you were taking a shot at him, I mean, that's between you guys. But <laughs> I was just making sure we were clear that. You Yes, that is new. Well, Brady. I don't know. I hear yes. that song. I get I get groovy, man. I don't yes. know what to tell you. Uh, it you is, get groovy. It is oh, uh, LeVar wow. Arrington, right. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. We're going to take you all the way up until uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time, oh, 6 o'clock right. Pacific here on FSR. You can hear us on iHeartRadio. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. And um, if you were one of those people who were skeptical as to whether or not the Cliff Kingsbury-Kyler Murray pairing was going to work years ago, and you've been telling everybody there's no chance, it doesn't make any sense, Cliff didn't do squat in college, and Kyler Murray's too small. Um, Last night, Brady Quinn was exhibit A as to why you feel like you have a legitimate argument in being right uh, thus far in the Cliff-Kyler experiment. I know, congratulations to the Rams, but in the words of the great Ben Maller, the uh, story is in the losing locker room sometimes and it felt like that was a rough one last night for Arizona I believe the word is uh, vindication Uh, (laughs) those individuals who have called this for quite some time about the Arizona Cardinals Cliff Kingsbury Kyler Murray uh, they're vindicated based on what happened last night and it reminded me of like one of those old examples of, you know, you look at half the roster for the Cardinals, they hadn't had any playoff experience. And say what you want about Matt Stafford's playoff experience, he'd been there. He may not have won a playoff game, but he had been there before. A bunch of other players, and in particular the coaching staff for the LA Rams, had been to a Super Bowl. They had been there before. So that became very apparent. And also it almost was as if, and, and we had said this maybe a, a few weeks back about the Rams. If that roster can play as dominant as they looked last night moving forward, which they're capable of, they do have some stars, and those stars are then surrounded by players who, like a Cam Akers, 
could be a budding star, a guy who came back from an Achilles tear within six months. How absurd is that? But if you, if you look at Matt Stafford, and he's surrounded by Cooper Cup and OBJ and these other weapons that they're going to utilize, and then other complementary pieces like Higby and Akers, and then their defense with Donald, Donald and, and then you've got Jalen Ramsey – Couple with other guys who've stepped up. Von Miller's all of a sudden now. I think he's got a sack. Is it in five of the last six games? I mean, yeah. they're all starting to turn it on at the right time. And even though it didn't look pretty for a staffer necessarily down the stretch, outside of their last loss to the San Francisco 49ers, they'd won five straight before that. And, and maybe this is that kind of hot team as they go into the playoffs. And, and they had to play in the super wild card round, if you will like the Tampa Bay Bucks last year. It's a scary thing to think about that, especially for you, Jonas, because I know you're going to be upset about all the L.A. Ram ball washers there in L.A. Yeah, it's a bit much. They're going to be excited about that moving forward. Yeah, a lot, a lot of insty fans out here. All of a sudden, they, they realized, oh, God, there's professional football in Southern California. Right. Yeah, a lot of yeah, Putting a scarf on, walking uh, yeah. around. I've always been good. a Rams fan. Look at my scarf, yeah. all right? Stan Kroenke <laughs> gave it to me. Scarves. I got it in the game once. By the they way. look pretty good, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Had scarfs on or whatever you want to call it. They look pretty good. Uh, you, you know what I took away from last night's game? You have to take a look at the fact that we throw around great greatness so easily, so loosely at times. And I don't want to preface that by saying that, that Kyler Murray was not great in the beginning part of this season. But at one point, he was leading the race for MVP of the league. And this was arguably, maybe not arguably, it was the hottest team in the National Football League. What we saw take place, a lot of of quarterbacks in their younger stages have gone through. They get a rude awakening as to why we call the real great ones great. You want to know why we call Tom Brady great? Because he's able to do it on this stage. You want to know why we call Aaron Rodgers great? Because he's able to do it on this stage. Matthew Stafford took a definitive step last evening in that game and putting himself in the conversation of can we can we move towards just you know not just saying that he's got really really strong arm talent and you know he's he's done all he can do when he was in Detroit and 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 go from there and say we really are now able to see the greatness in Matthew Stafford is is he going to continue down that path i think that that is he opened up the conversation i mean he was amazing in that game last night on the other hand you look at kyler murray and kyler murray his eyes were open so wide cliff kingsbury his eyes were open so wide in this game because if you've never played in a playoff game, you really, really don't understand the magnitude of the energy and how much it goes up from a regular season game. It's different. And you're talking about guys with, with playoff experience. There are a ton of guys that were, were on that, that, you know, that team for the Rams last night that have playoff experience. Some have Super Bowl experience. Some have won Super Bowls. So 
I, I think last night was a rude awakening. I'm not going to go as far as to say Kingsbury and, and Murray are not possibly a, a good match to be able to have success. However, I will say they got to walk away knowing that you are far from as good as you thought you were. I, I would say that. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, the Cardinals head coach, spoke after the brutal loss there in L.A. Tough against a really good team. There's no doubt. I thought Stafford once again was efficient, didn't make any mistakes. Um, Sean did a great job mixing up the play calling. And so, when you get behind and, and uh, we were kind of playing on our heels at times, offensively and defensively, it just makes it tough to to right the ship. There's only one way to experience playoff football, and that's to go through it. And unfortunately, we we didn't you know play our best game. And, and I thought LA played a great game, had a great plan, and and outplayed us and outcoached us. Um, but I think you just got to go through these moments and learn from it and grow from it. And uses motivation. Uh, I don't well, think there you go. I don't think that they're going to uh, move on from Cliff Kingsbury. But there's been a lot of that uh, those rumblings, uh, especially while the game was going on. Uh, they've talked to the late season collapses have been a thing that have been a talking point for a while now. I don't think they move on. Uh, you know, he's 500 as a coach. They've shown improvement every single year that he's been there. But I do feel like this upcoming season, that's going to be the one. This, this is going to be it. make or break time for Cliff and Kyler. I think that's the nail on the head. Is is this season? was progress and I think the problem is is when you get to 10 and 2 and then you fall apart the way they did in the second half of the season it, it allow it leaves more questions than anything else moving forward and so the question really becomes you know how different would have this game been or even you know th- towards the end of the season if they if they had DeAndre Hopkins clearly you know we understand how important he is to the passing game of this team you know, he is their go-to guy. He's the guy they like to isolate, move around five you know, different ways of getting touches. And it seemed like when Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins went through that little injury stretch, and they were bitten by the injury bug. We have to acknowledge yeah. that. But it seemed like this team lost a huge piece of their offense, and they never really were able to adapt and overcome it. And, and I wonder if next year, if Hopkins can stay healthy, but if that's more of a question, because otherwise – what, what else does this roster need moving into next season? I mean, I, I don't look at their roster when healthy and say, man, I, I think there's a glaring need here or there or somewhere else. I mean, they've got some guys who are becoming free agents. Zacharitz will become a free agent, but, you know, amongst some others. But the reality is this team doesn't need a ton. I, I guess maybe say more depth, but it, it's just it, it makes you think that moving into next year, if they can't get past the mark that they set this year, it's going to look like a disappointment. And they're going to say maybe they've hit their ceiling. And I think that's going to be the question mark then for Cliff Kingsbury, but also for Kyler Murray. Because as dynamic as Kyler Murray can be, there is kind of that thought that if it wasn't Cliff Kingsbury as his head coach, would it have made sense? Would it have been a perfect fit for those two paired together with one another? The other thing I'll just go back and say is, look, Stafford was efficient last night. I don't know they played great through 17 passes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think the biggest thing last night was going into the game, what Sean McVay did that made all the difference in the world is there wasn't any pressure on his shoulders. They took that off by running the football. Sony Michelle with an early big run. All of that alleviated so much pressure on him. And I think the way the defense played early, it took away all that pressure on his shoulders. And it allowed him to then say, all right, I just need to operate the offense and we'll be just fine. Uh, I, I don't know that – I'm not that down on Kingsbury. I'm not that down on – 
on Kyler Murray. I, I mean, I look at I look at what what's happening in Baltimore, and 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 if I'm looking at Baltimore, I'm like, uh, you know. I know Harbaugh won a Super Bowl, and that maybe gives him the credibility that he needs, but I don't feel like they're so different than what Arizona is right now, today, with what they have. You're looking at a guy that is a bona fide star and Lamar Jackson who can't get that far in the playoffs with Harbaugh. And and so to me, when I look at this team, I think I think Cliff hit it on the head is until you experience playoff football, you don't really know what it is that you're getting yourself into as a coach. And if you if you're a player that hasn't played in it as a player. And I think that this was an educational experience for them. I'm not down on them to say that he only has next year. I think he's done an excellent job of getting this team back on its feet to be competitive um, since them not being as competitive as they were during those those years where they were making a run to the to the Super Bowl. So to me, I'm not as down on them as, as that. I think that this was a step in the right well, direction. Don't, don't forget, Harbaugh won a Super Bowl, and they were way more successful. Like, like Cliff Kingsbury at this point with Kyler Murray is a 500 coach, and he's a 500 quarterback with Murray. I get it. But what were they so, before he that, got that job, though? Well, that's the problem is they'd been to Super Bowls, right? They had been there before. They had been competing for an AFC championship. So there has kind of been a standard there. If we want to compare it to Steve Wilkes, that was one year. Before, the problem with when they fired Steve Wilkes was they literally said, hey, this is something that just we're not accustomed to. And so that's what, I, that's what I'm concerned by or worry about is the organization has higher standards even than what this season was or even the progress that they've made from year one to year three. If they they don't, might need to be a little bit more realistic in expectations because people move on way too quickly. You know, I think that sometimes it's just that the culture is just becoming move on from a coach, move on from a player way too quickly. You got to allow to see if guys are going to develop coaching and players. And I think that that's where it's comparable to Baltimore, even though he does have the credibility of winning. I well, agree with that. he's still won a lot more games even since Lamar's yeah, gotten there. I, well, that's fair. But, again, I, I think that they're going in the right direction as a team. If I'm the Arizona Cardinals, you made it into the tournament. Now you got to figure out how you finish out the seasons better than what you are. And then you got to you got to play better than what you did last night. But I don't know that, you, you know, there's a lot of coaches that are sitting at home that weren't in the tournament. And, and, and you got to take a look at the fact that some of them are really good coaches as well with some really good players, and they didn't even make it into the playoffs. And Baltimore was one of those teams. So I, I just think that it's, it, it's hard for me to comprehend saying, like, he's got one more year and he got him into the tournament. Or, you know, Kyler isn't what we thought he is because they got their heads kicked in in the, in the first round of the playoffs. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not that down on it. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Uh, Up next, a move made in the NFL, but how much of a surprise was it actually? We will discuss right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up in, uh, we will call it about 10 minutes from now, uh, there was something that was uh, painfully obvious in a game uh, in the NFL uh, during Super Wild Card Weekend that must be addressed. Uh, and I'm not trying to piss anybody off, but it seemed pretty obvious to me. Uh, we will have that discussion here uh, 10 minutes from now on FSR. Uh, maybe not the biggest surprise in the world, uh, but the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, yes, I almost said Oakland. The Las Vegas Raiders decided to move on from GM Mike Mayock after three seasons with the team yesterday. Uh, he was fired. Uh, the search is already underway. Uh, Rich Bisaccia apparently will still be considered for the head coaching gig, but they are uh, currently looking at other candidates also. Uh, but Mike Mayock done in Las Vegas. And uh, what the hell do I know? But I don't really think Mike Mayock was given the best opportunities to succeed there. Uh, it felt like he kind of had to deal with the mess that was left by John Gruden. I think Gruden had ultimate power and control there in Vegas, but nonetheless, uh, here we are. The Raiders are looking for a new general manager moving forward. So, I mean, I'll go a step further and say I know for a fact that's the case. And, and here's the hard part about the, you know, letting go of Mike Mayock where he's not re-signed. When you look at the draft picks that the Raiders had, they had top 100 picks, all of these guys, you know, Alex Leatherwood, Trayvon Morig, um, Divine Diablo, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, Lynn Bowden, Brian Edwards, Tanner Muse, Cleveland Farrell, who was probably one of the most controversial ones at the DN position who was taken in the top five, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram, Trayvon Mullen. You know, all those guys were top 100 picks. And if you were an NFL team, you look at the opportunity to take players in the top 100 and you're saying these guys are going to come in and be difference makers they're going to be potentially day one starters and at a minimum contribute on special teams and impact it some of the guys I just mentioned were first round picks that aren't even on the roster and the reality is it was John Gruden who had the final say who made the decision many times in selecting those players and even some of the free agent acquisitions and how he constructed the team it's one of the reasons why when you heard that Antonio Brown video that he put together and made into probably one of the kind of the dopest like rap song ever is what he would say <laughs> oh, about him. No. Very dramatic. Oh, but no. whose voice was it? It was John Gruden he was talking to. It was John Gruden who was pleading with him to say, do you want to play football? And, and that's where this whole thing comes to a head is it was ultimately John Gruden had to say on all of it. And so that, that's the tough position I think Mike Mayock was in. I think he's a, a good evaluator, general manager. Uh, he was put in an extremely tough position, and, and he did the best they could. And I think once Gruden was removed from the picture, did you notice how there was a zero-tolerance policy with any of these players' issues on the outside? Yep. It was Damon Arnett or Henry Ruggs or anyone else you want to throw in the category. I mean, it was like, nope, done, over. We're not even waiting to find out details. Done. Not a part of this team. Over. So it, this is the tough part about it. He was put in an incredibly tough spot, but he knew the man he married. You know what I'm saying? Like, he knew what he was getting himself into. And, and for them to move on or decide, hey, we're not going to re-sign him, the truth is, it, and even for Ritz Basaccia, it's probably what Mark Davis should do, at least moving forward, is make sure he has the chance to go interview every potential GM candidate, every potential head coaching candidate, and not see if they can get better and not see if they can do better. It's one of 32 jobs. It's a, it's a roster that overachieved this year, and I think they definitely have building blocks and pieces. But if you're any NFL franchise, I think you have to exhaust all efforts every offseason to improve at every single spot. 
And if you're not doing that, you're not going to have a chance of winning a Super Bowl. So it, as much as it pains me to say, because I think Mike Mayock was put in an incredibly tough position, I do think this is what Mark Davis should be doing moving forward. And that includes Rich Passaccia as far as they're going out and finding if they can find a better head coach to come in and do the job uh, if, they, if they can find that in their, in their interviews. <laughs> Take this, uh, riddle, riddle me this one, Batmans. Uh, they're already requesting Dave Ziegler. All right, do, do we know who Ziegler is? Patriots. Yeah, up in New England. <laughs> yeah, and Gerard Mayo. It, 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 yeah. will, never, it yeah. will never cease to amaze me the infatuation that people have with New England. And, and I understand that they have built an amazing organization and franchise there with tremendous success, greatest coach of all time in, in, in the NFL ranks, greatest quarterback of all time, greatest teams of all time. I, I, I understand people are kind trying to construct in that in that manner but again that i think that what we're missing here what people are missing is it it, it would be like it would it would be like me trying to create i don't know being being someone else and approaching everything the same exact way that they do using the same exact people but i'm me i'm not i'm not them like in other words, Mark Davis is not is is not Kraft. He's not Robert Kraft, and 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 I think that when you look at what people continuously try to do, the trap that they're falling into is you're trying to construct being an all-time great organization, but you're not doing it with your own understanding, your own personality. You're doing it with somebody else's. So to me, that already says if I, I mean, and, and this is just me putting it like I'm just shooting from the hip. You're already about to make another mistake. If, if we want to call Gruden and Mayock a mistake, if that's that, I mean, which it seems like that it was a debacle, obviously, the way it ended. But I just don't understand why people continue to chase the the myth or the legend of the New England Patriots. You have to build the business based off of what your DNA is, not someone else's. And I understand going out, listen, Nike will used to go take people from Under Armour. Under Armour used to or take Adidas. people from Nike, right? Adidas, this, that. I understand Adidas. you take, yeah, there you go. I, I understand cool. taking, there you go. I understand taking people from organizations to improve. Yep, why not? I mean, I understand that. Reebok, you know, if we want spot built. How about that? L.A. Uh, gear. <laughs> L.A. gear. Come on, man. <laughs> didn't didn't Patrick Ewing have an L.A. gear shoe? I think no, he that did. was Carl. That was Carl Malone. Oh, Converse. <laughs> Con- Converse. Converse. Come on, man. All stars. I'm just saying, you can never. Converse could never win trying to be Nike. Adidas could never win trying to be uh, uh, Under Armour. Under Armour tried to be Nike, and they fell flat on their faces. And and to me, you have to do it in a way where you trust who you are. You know who he should pattern what he's doing, Mark Davis? After his dad. And I know this is a new era. I know this is a new generation. I see Mark Davis at fights all the time in Vegas. 
And he's one of the coolest dudes in person. Like, he don't look cool by, by parents. Like, you see him on TV, this, that, and the other. But in person, dude is, like, a really dope dude. And really, like, like in culture. So bring that. Bring, bring that element to what you're doing. I, I think that sometimes we get so caught up in the fossil-like approach to everything. It's like, this is the process. This is how it has to work. This is the person it has to be. It has to be a person from this. No, it really doesn't. Times are changing. Things are changing. People are changing. If you're around people in the, in the sports industry or even in, in the world in general every day, you realize that they're different. They're different. Like these dudes I, I coach now and I'm around from when we played, they're just different dudes. Like, and when I say they're different, they are different. And you have to meet people. You have to hire people who can go where they are and understand who they are. Because if you understand who they are and you can meet them where they're at, then you give yourself the opportunity to make the best decisions personnel-wise, and that personnel is going to pay dividends. And that's what people need to be thinking in these scenarios. I mean, I just I go back to the, uh, to the Mayock uh, situation, and I go – if if I'm a uh, if I'm somebody around the league and I'm seeing how this whole thing was handled, uh, I I don't know that that I want to have a real conversation with that organization because there was rumblings that Mayock was going to get clipped during the draft. I guess people that work for Mayock found out on social media, like they didn't they, they didn't they didn't tip anybody off. I I just. I understand Mark Davis. I know he's got the lineage. I know Al Davis. Like, I loved Al Davis. He he was a rebel. Uh, you talk about somebody who had issues with the league. Al Davis was one of them. I, I just don't know that this is the play, especially in that division with how much talent is in that division with the potential of a, of a stud quarterback maybe coming into Denver. They feel like this could be closer to a rebuild than them taking the next step. And so whoever's signing up for that gig, pay close attention to whatever the hell happened between Reggie McKenzie, Mike Mayock, and John Gruden, and just ask yourself whether or not you want to be a part of that. Don't you feel like, though, that was a part of John Gruden's desire when he got there to have a general manager that he could oversee and he could control? And, and as I said earlier, you know, look, Mike Mayock knows the man he married into with John Gruden. But the truth of it is, if you're offered one of those 32 jobs, because I can't even apply this to David Culley, right? If David Culley going into the Houston Texans job had an inclination of, hey, Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play here. So guess what? That, that star quarterback that you'd love to sign up and have as a head coach he ain't going to play here this year. The roster's a little bit bare. We're probably going to have to start a rookie quarterback that's a third-round pick. Could be some growing pains there. You know, you have to sit back and wonder, am I ever going to get another shot to do this? And it's hard to turn that down. I mean, one of the things that came out after David Culley was fired was, hey, maybe the writing was on the wall when he signed the contract. He only had two years of guarantees within that, that contract, which is, I don't want to say unheard of, but it's seldom you see that only because that's why some head coaches are like, yeah, I'm going to take a year or two off because 
I've got a bunch of money guaranteed. in this golden parachute that's guaranteed, <laughs> right. right? Right. That wasn't the case for David Coley. Unless you catch on, right? Yeah. I got but, five more years of y'all. Yeah, I got five one. more years to go <laughs> yeah. fishing on a boat somewhere and drink hey, some Mai Tais. Hey, but, Dan Snyder had a whole bunch of dudes on vacation at one yeah. point in time. Think yeah, about it. Was probably, there was probably a fired coaches from Dan Snyder, like, vacation <laughs> deal. Like, everyone, everyone got together on boats, went on a big yes. fishing trip. Their own Somewhere, boat. Someone toasted it to little Danny. The Indeed. reality is, if you get offered one of those two jobs, I mean, LeVar, right now, if the, if the Las Vegas Raiders came to you and said, hey, we want you to be our general manager, and you're like, huh, I don't, I don't really have much many qualifications for this, but sure, sign me up. Like, like yeah. I'll figure yeah. it out, right? Like, yeah. you're not saying no to that. And but so we're going- I'm going to make sure, like you just said, I'm going to make sure my I got guarantees. <laughs> yeah, you because are. At least a couple years. You're not going to not guarantee me bringing me into a volatile situation. And, 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 and listen, I know we get into uh, shots out to, to the doctor, you know, the good doctor yesterday being his day. I know we're talking about inclusion. I know we're talking about race relations and doing things perceivably the right way based off of giving opportunity. I could care less if I was black, white, yellow or purple. If I'm walking into a volatile, turbulent scenario where you want me to perform right now, like a David Colley did, like a Mayock did, I'm going to do exactly what John Gruden did. You're going to pay me out the nostril, out the nostril. And you know what? And it's going to be guaranteed or I'm not doing it because it's career suicide is what it is. David Colley walked into career suicide. And here's what's sad about that is even if he was able to convince Deshaun Watson to want to play, Deshaun Watson wasn't going to play this year. He was not going to touch the field this season. And if that is the case, then what did it even matter that David Colley was able to convince the guy that he should play? Other than to say, if everything goes away and there's a settlement, that now Deshaun Watson wants to still come back and play for Houston. That makes a little sense. But if that wasn't the case and Deshaun Watson still wants out, then this Houston Texans team is still at the start of of the board. They have not come off a start. But but this is beside the point. The, The point is this. If you were offered one of those jobs, though, I'm taking it. Gonna, I just need the guarantee. Take, yeah. I need the sure. guarantee, though. <laughs> and, 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 that, and that's for I a need separate conversation. Yeah, because I'm, I'm saying, not going to talk crazy about you, you me on this radio show. Like, VAR left us to go do this. And well, his, no, we his, ain't talking crazy and about it was that, so like, crap. Like, look <laughs> at what he did. Look at, look at the job he did. Like, I'm glad he got paid. I hope he comes back and does the show with us. You know what <laughs> no, I mean? But, yeah. man, no, you did a horrible job. No, you'd be like, no, I got paid. I got paid. I'm good. I'm going to take you to your software. I would come back and say that. I would come back and say that. I certainly would. But, but would. again, to, to, the, to, the, to the earlier point, it is about the fact that you got offered one of those 32 jobs. And so with people saying, well, he knew what he was getting himself into when he went there, take that the may chance. be the case. But you do the same thing. Everyone would do the same thing because it could it could turn out it, it could turn out different. It, There's always sure. the chance it could turn out. And, different. And I actually think I actually think uh, Mayock and Coley walk away from this. And I think people that actually understand what was going on 100%. don't don't fault them for what the hell happened in the situation no, they, they don't. were at. Yeah, like, they don't. And, and you know what, man? Mayock walked out. That team was in a playoff game with an opportunity to tie or win it late in that game. I just he actually you, should thank Mark Davis. Be like, thank you. 100%. This is yeah. Like, I mean, I, I would have stayed around. 
for another year, but if, if this if, if you're going to let go of me in a year from now anyway, then let me move on to a better opportunity somewhere else. It, it's, uh, Personally, two, I missed him uh, doing the drafts anyway, so yeah, hopefully he's awesome. he comes back. He's yeah, really yeah. good at that. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. All right, so coming up next, uh, we're going to get into another edition of In Case You Missed It because there was something painfully obvious uh, that's probably going to bother a lot of people out there in the NFL world. Uh, we'll get into all that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, uh, there is a, a situation, a very bizarre one in the NFL. Sure? Uh, one organization is not making a whole hell of a lot of sense uh, at this are point. Sure? So we've, uh, we'll get into that here uh, top of next hour. Are, positive. are you positive? Absolutely you're, positive. You're positively sure. Uh, positive. Uh, by the way, we are brought to you right. by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Yeah. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is all always on whoever you root for whatever sport you love to watch the biggest games are even bigger in vegas so make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com Pro sometimes up. you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you you missed it missed it and for that we turn it over to our executive producer lee delap uh lap to find out what's going on lee delap guys Following the the massive loss of the Rams last night, Cardinals defensive end J.J. Watt, he says he's uh, he's feeling good about his shoulder, but not so pleased with the season in general, saying it was a massive failure his first season with the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, Well... Look, <laughs> it was a what? I mean, <laughs> you, you guys, you guys would know what? this a lot better than me, but it appeared pretty obvious um, that he didn't look all that great last night. Like he, he looked. He had a he had a nice little play at one point. You know, he knifed inside, got off the block, went right into the ball carrier, tackle for a loss. You know, it goes all that one play. Yeah, that one play. You know, that, he yeah. flashed that one play. He, look, he came back way before he was probably ready to to play in this game. Yeah, just ask him, Cre- I'll tell you. Well, credit to him, though. In all seriousness. <laughs> but he had his shirt on. He did. He, yeah, that was the one thing that I thought maybe we'd see, like, pregame warm-ups. <laughs> it didn't happen. I, I, that might have been the biggest shock last night. Like, forget how the game actually went. And, and I was one of those people who thought this would be close, like Rams by a field goal. I loved it at, at you know, the, the Cardinals getting four when initially opened that way. But I, I really, I really thought the best play of the night would have been the over/under on times that JJ Watt was seen 
without a shirt on pregame. Yeah. And you didn't see it once. So, honestly, like, I was the biggest loser. Like, forget the Cardinals. You were the biggest loser. I was the biggest loser last night because I put a ton of money on some offshore book that actually had that as a prop bet for the game. Oh, my gosh. That is funny. Would he have had his elbow brace on with his shirt on? No. You don't think so? He only wears the bionic arm when he's in his full costume or outfit. Yeah, right. By, by the, why, why, I got to be honest. Why is he still I think it would that? be intimidating. Hey, why, why is he still wearing that? When did he suffer you know, the injury? You know, that's a thing now. Everybody, but everybody's starting to wear those things like knee braces. Right. You know, well, even like Devontae you see a lot of guys Smith does it as a wide receiver. Smith, yeah. yeah a lot of he's like 120 pounds. You know who I blame? Brady's <laughs> guy. bigger than him. I, I blame Brady's guy, Rip Hamilton, who realized, yeah. you know what? This face oh, mask ain't all that guy. bad. It ain't all that bad. And he just ended up well, wearing it the rest of his career. When it gets around to Halloween, you already have a costume. That's a good point. Right? Bam. Like you already can. You already have the a costume. Mask. That, that's a good the point. Mask. Plus, other people can be you, right? Yeah, that's it's, a good it's point. All, I mean, you got great sales off of that. Like, at least one time a year, it's like, Mommy and Daddy, what do you want to be for you know, Halloween? I'm going to rip Hamilton. I was speaking of Halloween. I was, a little, I was a little disappointed that somebody threw part of my costume on the field in Buffalo the other night. You know, oh, little, yeah. Uh, little, yeah. Little, little bummed uh, out by that. All right. You, you, know, you said Are we going to get that. into this? Because I had an inside source at the game who said <laughs> they were padding Everyone down. Hey, knowing the history uh, of this, I told again, you, like I said, <laughs> and like so, I said, hey. you can't pat a person down yes, in their can. place, not yes, in their can. place. Well, in their the, place, the, the rebuttal would be if that's where it was. You know, just kind of a look and nod, like, yeah, what's up? You know, yeah, that's me. That's oh, what so. I'm saying, like, or cough, like they're checking you for hernia, right? Like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, it was that, it's it's you know? it's either there or it's somewhere else where it's gonna be hard to find. What else we got, Lee? I'm still impressed with the ability to throw it that distance. Oh yeah, like Come was on, it man. end over end? Was and it? And how spiral? do you not have cameras in the stadium that capture the content of the toss? Right. The bill toss. NBC on, really missed the boat on this one because it would have went viral. On every digital account, which I, I personally even... think it should be a Winter Olympic uh, sport. Personally, agreed. Yeah, That's no. actually toss. a great call. The, yeah, the yes. old, the is it more of a toss. Winter Olympic or Summer Olympic though? That could I go mean, both you got seasons. shot putting, yeah. you got discus throwing, and is it is it too close to the javelin? Is it? It's like a combination um, of the javelin and maybe the discus, maybe the hammer. Yeah, oh, there you go. Maybe a, maybe a shot put. <laughs> I mean, listen. If they're doing if they're doing curling, uh, you know the old uh, the old crank toss. I don't think I don't feel we totally we totally derailed Lee. Just, Lee. Yeah. Is we're sorry, Lee. I, I I mean, it's not going to affect that. Was Lavar's fault, yeah. Lee? Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Delap. Delap. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Search FSR to listen live.